0: If you expected the Summer Nations series of rugby in the Northern Hemisphere to just be a quiet and mildly intriguing set of test matches to build up for a rapidly approaching Rugby World Cup, you were wrong. Instead, we have seen one star on the world of rugby scrubbed out with an ACL and another star of the sport given a lifeline by the j- judiciary that has left rugby pundits and fans collectively gasping. Yes, Owen Farrell has been handed a shock reprieve and is free to lead England at the Rugby World Cup after his red card earned for a pretty vicious high shot in the weekend against Wales was rescinded. A decision slammed as making a mockery of the sport's commitment to on-field safety. Well, Andrew McKenna is all over this. He's a talk sports rugby commentator as well. And uh, this has become really big news uh, in, uh, in the UK, Andrew, as we wake up to it here in New Zealand
1: absolutely it was quite staggering um so to, to give you the background owen was obviously dismissed on saturday initially yellow upgraded by the bunker to red and we were therefore then told there would be a hearing tuesday morning uk time conducted by a panel uh, on video call as it was going to be three australians who were based in australia so um, around lunchtime today, the media gathered at the Eng- England team hotel to preview, to do preview interviews for the game against Ireland this weekend. And at that point, we still hadn't had an outcome. We just finished doing the interviews when the press release landed. And all the interviews we'd done were all about how much is are England going to miss Owen Farrell? How much is Owen Farrell's tackling technique a problem? And all of a sudden, we get a press release saying, "No, nah, no, actually, um, the uh, the bunker got it wrong. It shouldn't have been upgraded. Uh, <laughs> therefore, Owen Farrell is free to play. Uh, no problem. Uh, everyone, move on. Nothing to see here."
0: Well, this quite clearly blew everyone out of the water over there because I think it was more a selection, uh, more a more a decision of how long, uh, rather than if he ever considered the fact that he would get off. I mean. Uh, amongst your your fellow um, scribes and 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 pundits etc., what has been the general consensus on this?
1: Everyone was no honestly, Ian. No one was considering uh, free to play. Uh, move on, nothing to see here. Everyone was talking about. How many games? It's, it's, essentially, it would have been viewed as a mid-range incident. Therefore, the ban would start at six weeks, and then it would be how much would be mitigated down so that it, uh, it would reduce the ban. So to give you an idea, six weeks, well, England have got two warm-up games left. They play Ireland this weekend and then Fiji the following week. And then, of course, they then have... The four group games of the tournament argentina japan chile and samoa so essentially it would rule him out for the whole of the group stages if it was six weeks he wouldn't get much of a mitigation because owen farrell has had three previous cases where he's been banned for dangerous tackling the last one being back in january which made him a doubt mm. to be available for the six nations championship um, He was in the end available because he went on the world rugby tackling course. Um, So, in other words, this time around, with all of that, he wasn't going to get much of a reprieve, except, of course, this panel have decided. And if, you you, you know, now you're hearing all of this, go back and watch the clips. They're all over social media. The panel Mm. decided that Jamie George, the England hooker, had made contact with the Wales number 20 Tane Basham which changed Tane Basham's body position and therefore Owen Farrell didn't have chance to react so Owen Farrell admitted he'd done something wrong but said I don't believe it was worthy of a red card the panel have accepted that the actions of Jamie George changed the body position of Tane Basham and that's why They believe it wasn't a red card. Now, the key to all of this, Ian, is that if I'm reading this right, you only get mitigation if the tackle was legal. A great many experts are saying Owen Farrell's tackle was never legal. He was always high. There is very little wrap with the arm. So it was a shoulder to the head. And therefore... The mitigation and the reduction to yellow shouldn't have happened and as a result there are dozens maybe even hundreds of people up here saying that world rugby need to appeal against this and this is england fans as well and by the way former players are saying this this needs to be appealed by world rugby because this is the wrong outcome and it is the wrong look for rugby union, a month out from the World Cup,
0: Andrew. Aside from this, is how is Owen Farrell regarded in the UK? He
1: he is a bit of a, um, a marmite character. Um, he he is hugely respected. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say loved. Um, He is without doubt. I mean, when when you talk about sportsmen, we quite often use the phrase test match animal. He comes alive. The better he plays, the bigger the game. Um, So there's no doubt of that. But there are there are people who will tell you that he somehow got a a cloak of invisibility at times because I mentioned the fact that, that this was we're expecting to be his fourth ban for tackling issues. He's had other mm. incidents where people thought he was going to be cited or charged that he wasn't. They they found a technicality. So although there there are three already on the case and we thought there would be four, there could have been, and very close to being, other incidences. So uh, the, the, uh, the real overriding feeling okay. I think here at the moment is, is that, Owen Farrell has got away with another one and and maybe he needs a, a big ban to actually do something about it if if you've ever seen Owen Farrell play, look on social media all of it a lot of his tackling clips are tackles like this going in with what looks like, leading a shoulder rather than trying to rap and it's been really interesting seeing the reaction of, of former players as I say and current players Stephen Luatua um, the captain of the Bristol Bears who obviously you'll know well from his time in New Zealand he, he basically just put on to social media no ban really and Horacio Aguja the former Argentina uh, winger has really gone for it. Um, He's basically um, responded to a a comment by Andy Goode, where he basically went, really? You can't believe this? It's more of the same inconsistency. Always depends if you're a top player or not. If you're in England, New Zealand or South Africa, I'm not surprised. There's no consistency. The committee is a joke. So, it, yeah, I think there's a feeling that, that, that Owen Farrell has, has dodged a huge, huge bullet here. And, you know, there are people asking, are, are there members of a disciplinary committee somewhere going around making sure that the best players are available for a World Cup? Johnny Sexton got a very short ban for totally berating match officials to mean that he's available for a World Cup. Owen Farrell has escaped what looked an absolutely nailed on six weeks and is fully available for a World Cup. There there are certainly lots of questions being asked and about what this basically makes the sport look like.
0: There's another factor in this. Well, well, I think we should first point out that uh, this panel was totally neutral and uh, the panel was uh, All-Australian. I think that's one point to bring up. The other is that there's a, another uh, key man in this, and this uh, fellow is the name of uh, Richard Smith, who uh, is described on his uh, website as he achieves incredible <laughs> results from seemingly impossible situations. Uh, this is a man with a track record of basically getting people off.
1: He has been the England Rugby um, Council Uh, legal man for years Um, I I mean I'm sort of talking like 20 odd years so he knows the ins and the outs of the cases he knows all about this stuff I mean he is absolutely brilliant I mean if, if, if you flick on your social media this morning I guarantee you within 30 seconds you will see the picture that's going around which is of Donald Trump going someone get me Richard Smith's number you know that's the, that's the kind of situation that we're finding ourselves in in this one, but legally it might be brilliant. But I'm really not sure that the sport needs this at the moment. There, there's obviously a lot of um, um, situ- a lot of debates and talk with regard to um, player safety. Now there's a group up here for, called Progressive Rugby. They are a lobby group um, who are representing some of the players who are um, suing World Rugby. Uh, they've called this, uh, they've said it's made a mockery of World Rugby's claims that player welfare is the game's number one priority. And mm. it's, it's kind of hard to, to disagree with that. I mean, it, it feels really strange.
0: Well, it is what it is, and uh, let's wait to see if World Rugby and maybe they will make a stand here, and perhaps they damn well should. Uh, but other bad news—well, uh, other interesting news—and it is bad news for France as uh, the the injury to uh, Romain into uh, along with uh, Antoine Dupont, uh, the number one combination in the world, I think, undoubted at nine and ten. How bigger? How bigger effect on France would this have? I mean, look, he is
1: without doubt one of the finest players in the world at the moment. But France are quite lucky in that they have to have Matthew Jalibert in the situation as well. I guess it's a bit like having a ki—you know—the the, the Kiwi situation. Bowden Barrett's injured. Oh well, we've got Richie Moana. So. you would want you would want Entomate if you can but they they have some cover it's a real it's a real blow for them they've also lost Cyril Bay for for what looks like about five or six weeks the loose head prop Mm. now he's a guy who is basically played in all the games recently so there are a couple of couple of things for for France to deal with but I I I would imagine that they'd be good enough to to get through it I mean they're not quite in the the realms of calling Stephen Donald off a a whitebait fishing boat yet but uh, maybe in a couple (laughs) of weeks time with a few more injuries it, it might get to that (laughs)
0: Look, we interviewed John Eels not too long ago, and he mentioned Scotland very seriously in the frame here. Is that being considered up there? Do you know what? The
1: more that they they play each week, the more you kind of think, blimey. I mean, that that first win over uh, France, you said, well, okay, yeah. I mean, it was France's third team scotland's best team so yeah they should win but let's see how they get on when they go to saint etienne and we knew that france were going to put out a better side and they only just got defeated and so you're thinking to yourself do you know what they really could have an impact because of the way the groups are i'm not sure that they're gonna i mean they may not even get out the group i mean that's how strong their group is, by the way, Scotland will name their squad for the tournament in about 13 hours time, about 12 hours time or so. So mm. we'll, we'll sort of have a, a a better idea then. But do you know what? I mean, they are they're going to be a proper handful, Scotland. Uh, as I say, I'm, I, they may not even get out the group, but they've got the quality that they will have a say in who does because I'm, I'm sure they're going to take points off of other teams.
0: Andrew, fantastic that uh, you uh, made this all aware of this to this extent. Great that you uh, stayed up uh, a little bit later to, uh, to help us out with uh, getting to the bottom of it. We awaked uh, with bated breath, the, the situation. When this uh, goes across uh, New Zealand uh, throughout the morning, uh, people, uh, I won't say Owen Farrell's our favourite player, put it that way, I think there'll be a massive reaction in this country. (laughs) I think think there'll there'll be a bit of bite, put it that way. So, hey, uh, thanks so much for your time, and, and we really do appreciate it.
1: no worries at all, Ian, but as I say, I I wonder if this may not be the end of this. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. we're talking now Wednesday morning New Zealand time. Um, England have got a game on Saturday, but if World Rugby decide to uh, to get involved in this, which they can do once they've read the full documentation, I just wonder if we've not had the end of this yet.
0: Andrew McKenna, uh, thank you so much. Um, Been brilliant chatting to you. Cheers, man.
1: Cheers, Ian. All the best.